Happy Friday. Happy rainy, ugly, uh, just terrible weather Friday in Chicago. Hopefully it's the last time we have to deal with this for a while. Hello, this is the CHGL Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGL when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. What's up, everyone? My name is Adam Hogue alongside Nicholas Moriano. We just came straight from Hallis Hall. It's no joke out there. Good thing they practice inside today, Nick. Oh yeah, that would have been that would have been brutal if that was outside. Just the walk from Hallis Hall oh. to the Walter Payton Center. That was that was a uh, that was tough. Um, you had an umbrella, I had my hood, but man, this yeah, weather does classic, suck, like you said. It was a classic Chicago day where like you're trying to use the umbrella, but the umbrella's just like flipping inside and out. It's like, what's the point of this? It's just easier just to get soaked. Uh brighter days are ahead i think i hope i hope um but hey we were there the practice was inside there were a lot of people football players running around none of what not many of them who we actually knew who they were uh we knew the draft picks we knew a few of the ufd udfas you even asked the head coach about a player and the head coach didn't know who that was so hey it's rookie minicamp <laughs> Yeah, Adam, I, I did not mean to uh, stump Matt Ever. Flew with the last question of the day, too. You stumped just asking the floos. about I stumped the floos. I did. Yeah. And again, not the intention there, but asked about Allie Green, the, the six foot three corner from Missouri. Thought he looked good. And, you know, Matt Everflus did say that he wrote down his number, like a lot of us were doing, right? We don't know who all these players are, like number 31, he was there, or whatever. Yes. But it happened. No, it did. And, um, that guy is 6'3". He's a tall-looking corner. I, that's why I wrote his number down. I think I put a little mark next to his name. I was like, yeah, he's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, that's what minicamp is for. Uh, however, we did get to talk to Kyler Gordon, the cornerback, the second-round pick, and Jaquan Brisker, also second-round pick. So those guys met with us in person today. Tristan uh, Ebner as well. And Jones well, Jr. That's right. And, and Valus Jones Jr. first one, yep, that's right. So we got uh some of those rookies today before practice, and then uh, Maddie Eberflus after practice, and we'll talk about all that stuff. I, I think that the headline today is hopefully not a big deal. Doesn't seem to be a big deal, but Kyler Gordon was kind of coming in and out of practice. It was kind of dealing with a calf thing. It looked like and. We were trying to, you and I were standing there like trying to figure out, is this just cramps? It looks like cramps, like the way they're treating it. But then he'd go back out there and then he'd struggle through it again. And so, you know, I it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. Matt Eberflew said he expects Gordon to be at practice tomorrow. Yeah, it kind of, I think it happened on one of the plays over in the middle of the field. It was a pass intended for Valus Jones Jr. And then Kyler Gordon kind of ends up on the ground. And then after that is where... Those cramps started happening, treating him with a, you know, give him Gatorade. They brought the banana out, get that potassium in there, trying to, you know, get him in back into practice. But it's rookie mini camp, Adam. It's no, it's not a, shouldn't be a rush to get him back in. No, yeah. There's one rep where he went back out there and you and I were both like, what are they doing? And then, um, you know, and then he came back off. Here's the thing, though, that's a real thing. And I, I did ask Eberflus about this is the fact that, you know, it's been a long time since these guys have been on a football field and at least on a f- football field doing 
football things because mm -hmm. in a real practice because these guys have been training for the draft and a lot of times when you're training for the draft you're really training for your combine or your pro day and you're doing different things than you would do for football and so these guys haven't practiced in a while they haven't been in the building you got to be a little bit careful and then meanwhile mm -hmm. i guarantee you this is one of the um higher intensity rookie mini camps that's out there because of the hits philosophy, the way they practice. And we heard it right at the start of practice day. You could already hear all the coaches like, Hey, we're going to, you know, hundred percent, every single snap, every single rep, the entire practice. Cause that's how we do things here with the Chicago bears under this new head coach. And I think for some of those guys, it was, uh, you know, a little bit of adjustment, not only from probably maybe the way they practice wherever they played college, but also just the fact that it's been a while since these guys have, you know, been on a field for an actual practice. Yeah, a little bit of honestly, Adam, like a wake up call because you you heard those coaches were saying run to run, finish the drill, finish the drill constantly. So if there were any guys that were jogging at any point, even if they were doing just footwork drills where they're working on their backpedal and didn't go through the bag, like you heard those coaches being very vocal about it. Like that's exactly what they've been preaching, you know, ever since the beginning here, since Eber Flus has gone here. So some of these rookies that, like you said, maybe haven't been doing football activities. Well, now you're getting back to the swing things and going to that high intensity again. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but I don't know. It, it's, it's tough because it, other than like really general takeaways and, and maybe for one thing I do talk about with these rookies is first impression. So and now I, when it comes to actually like football things I pay more attention to first impressions like when they line up against actual players who are going to be on the football team in training camp when pads are on and, the, and how they kind of hang there I think you get a really good idea but when I say first impressions it's like what these guys look like in person so you know Kyler Gordon first impression you see the movement skills that they talk about like mm -hmm. you can see that footwork uh with Jaquan Brisker he's a big safety like, didn't he, he just, even when he was just in the media room talking to us, I was like, oh, that's a, you know, he's listed at 6'1". He almost seems taller than that. Yeah, Valus Jones Jr. for me, when I just kind of seeing him walk in, he, he's like, it fills out his frame pretty yeah, well. Yeah, he's put together. Right? He's a big dude. Yeah. Yep. I, I definitely noticed that as well. But yeah, with Kyler Gordon, I was really just, uh, you know, for the portion that he was actually practicing in the beginning there, just looks really really fluid in all of his movements all the little drills that they did and that's kind of what the coaching staff's looking at at this point seeing one they're seeing if they can retain the information that they're kind of giving these players all at once like there was a lot of stuff that they did in this first practice but just seeing the movement skills in some of these drills and i thought kyler gordon just he just looks fluid just looks like a natural whatever he does um especially with that footwork not taking those extra steps and they're practicing punching out that football like with Pina Tillman being there yesterday, they were yeah. practicing that. And like there, he just looks very fluid in everything he does. I almost felt bad for the offensive players. Cause every single time somebody would catch a pass, they'd get punched like eight times. Cause every single, <laughs> yeah. every single defensive player would just punch, 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 punch. And like most of them were missing the ball. I'm like, man, it doesn't make you want to catch a football around here. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a lot of rib shots in there, right, in the quad, wherever that, that hand actually lands, but that is what they're preaching. Turnovers, takeaways, punching that football out. Yeah, um, but 
you want to instill this right away with these players the second they walk in the door. So that's that's why they they do that. And um, and it's good. I mean, it, there was a lot of defensive backs out there, too. And in they were running them through all kinds of drills. And a lot of them had to do with ball, you know, going after the ball. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, if you get your DBs doing that, it's obviously you work your way down, right? If all three levels are kind of preaching and trying to implement taking away that ball mentality. But yeah, they got in like groups of three at them. One guy punched out the ball, the guy behind him picked up the ball and ran with it. So it's like, that's, that's the, the mentality that they want each of these defensive players to kind of carry with them. Balls on the ground, whether it's even if it's an incomplete pass, take that ball back. You never know. Uh, we, we've seen, um, you know, things like that happen with the Bears in the past where they didn't pick up a ball, referencing the Green Bay game. And, yeah, th- that's what they want to instill, though, right early on. Yeah, and, um, you know, there's a comment up there right now. I love that they had Peanut come in. I I feel like that's something that the fans are definitely going to love. Charles Tillman's a fan favorite. and um, But it makes sense, and, and it shows you that when Matt Eberflus reached out to a bunch of former players when he got the job, um, which was something we knew about. And he, he told a lot of them, Hey, you know, come out to practice. And um, I just thought it was cool that you, so this was last night where Charles Tillman, cause these rookies all arrived at the house yesterday and they had a team meeting and um, Charles Tillman was there to, to talk to them. And you just hear Kyler Gordon who said in, in the one thing about Washington is, is with Jimmy Lake up there, like they, they are big on their defensive backs. And um, this didn't surprise me at all hearing that Kyler said that we watched film of Charles Tillman at Washington and practiced the peanut punch. So he was talking about that. And then he was like, apparently they were showing him, you know, showing all the players a video of Charles. And then all of a sudden, you know, here he comes, Charles Tillman. They didn't know he was going to be there. Um, so that had to be pretty cool. And, and you know, Kyler, that's basically what Kyler Gordon said. It was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, you know, we see these highlights and then he actually is there to tell us about it. So probably a cool moment for those guys. Yeah, I wanted to ask Kyler Gordon that question to see how, again, seeing all that, the film that they're watching on Charles Tillman and then actually see him in person. But he was he perfected that that craft there. And now that, you know, you're hearing that Washington was practicing it there. Kyler Gordon's already, you know, got a. I guess, introduced to it. And now it's being implemented here with the bears and they're practicing it early on day, day one of rookie mini camp. You're just hoping that kind of translates to the season. Those turnovers can actually be replicated uh, when football actually matters. Yeah. So um, uh, the other thing with it, since we're talking about the defensive backs, uh, this was not a surprise, but Elijah Hicks was not really practicing. He looks okay. Um, but he was really limited to some walkthrough stuff without a helmet on today. He was out there a little bit. You could tell me like getting some mental reps um, and Iberflus did not really give a timetable on his return. He suffered an injury back uh, at the East West Shrine game in practice. So um, that was something that probably uh, cost him a little bit pre-draft, but uh, he, you know, I don't, they're going to have OTAs here in a couple of weeks. I'm not sure when he'll be ready, but he doesn't look that far off. Not really knowing specifics about the situation, but um, just the fact that he was out to, out there and doing some movement stuff, I think was good. And you could definitely feel the energy from Elijah Hicks, like that yeah. video everyone saw where he's, you know, doing the cl- jump clap push-ups and uh, bringing the energy. He's like, I'm really like that. <laughs> 
he, he you can see that just from uh, him being a cheerleader on the sideline today. Yeah, and even like the stuff that he was able to do without a helmet, you hear Hicks's voice like communicating to the other DBs, the linebackers there. He's he's pretty vocal. We saw that in the video. It's translating onto the football field, but that's just who he is. And that's also something like some of the other players kind of said in their press conferences, like they're just here and they're being who they are. And that's that's how again how you make those good first impressions. But yeah, Hicks, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Once he's, you know, able to be cleared, can get that helmet going and seeing what the, again, what he can do on defense, but really special teams is where we're kind of looking to see how Hicks can make potentially an impact on this team early on. Yeah. And, and the question is, you know, can he make the team? I, I think so. Yeah. I, that's hard to say, not really having seen him, um, you know, in person yet, other than today and the limited stuff he did. But from what I understand, like they definitely feel like he's a guy who can bring depth at safety and be an, you know, energizer bunny type player on special teams. And that carries, that carries a, a lot of weight. I don't think he's a question there. Would he be going for Eddie Jackson's job? Not now. Um, could he push that in the future if he really, um, you know, hits, sure, but I don't think that's no, I, I would be shocked if it barring too injury, far to yeah, yeah I too far ja to project at this point. Jaquan Brisker and um Eddie Jackson are probably your starting safeties there, but that doesn't mean Hicks can't make a push for the team. And by the way, this just coming out too since we started the show, right kind of right off the top of the show, but the Bears signed a bunch of their draft picks here. They signed seven of their eleven picks. Um, it looks like the only ones who are not locked up at this point are the first three picks, Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, Bayless Jones Jr. And then, um, the fourth one is Zachary Thomas actually. Okay. But Jatire Carter, Tristan Ebder, Elijah Hicks, Braxton Jones, Doug Kramer, Dominic Robinson, all signing their rookie deals. So sometimes that takes longer than, than others again it's not the whole class but it, it's nice when you get those guys locked up and then you just know you're not gonna have a problem later on remember the year roquan smith didn't sign his rookie mm -hmm. deal until like three weeks in the training camp um and never turned out to be that big of a deal but always nice to have your rookies out there as soon as possible yeah i agree like again that i remember that roquan smith not signing just lingered it lingered and lingered and you know eventually it got done but yeah, it's, it's, you know, you're seeing a few guys kind of sign their deals and moving on, moving forward. But, you know, we'll give it time. It's day one of rookie minicamp, and we'll we'll see once once these guys all get signed. Yeah. Um, but so just kind of a footnote there that's that's worth mentioning. Um, and, you know, they don't have to be signed to participate in rookie minicamp, obviously. Uh, but they, uh, you know, you got to have them locked up to play the season for sure. All right, uh, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up, and if you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. So $2,000 of free bets, free CHGO membership, and a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Any questions, email PointsBet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. 
introducing points bets new feature the live nba same game parlay for the first time ever you can now build the perfect live nba same game parlay only with points bet watch live parlay live boost live with points bet and online signup is available in illinois download the points bet app right now register your account from start to finish all from your phone what are you waiting for once the game starts don't just bet Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. And am I seeing the comments here? Doug, why did you stump Floose like that? I yeah. Again, Doug, didn't mean to. Sorry, one of our YouTube commenters, but wasn't, wasn't intentional. But what is intentional is me telling you about CHGO and how great of a place this is. And if you aren't a member at this point, guys, like what are you waiting for? Members get access to all of our premium content from all of our great writers. If you are a member, Will and I wrote down five players we were looking for, and Allie Green was one of them. That's why I wanted to ask Eberflus about Allie Green today in his press conference, but you also get a free T-shirt of your choice when you become a member, and you get access to the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge, and, of course, we have podcasts and live shows like this one on every single team in Chicago every day. So come join in this amazing family that is constantly growing here at CHGO. Well, I'll tell you a couple of the numbers I wrote down. Um, I actually wrote down the other 31, Tristan Ebner, because the poor guy fumbled on his first carry. (laughs) Yep, I did see that. I did. But you also Uh, saw the defense rally, though, Adam. So it's like there's there's a benefit in. You could see right away that they were punching at the ball. And and, um, I think it was like the third punch maybe knocked it out. Now, here's what I'll say, too. That is an easy thing to do when you're in these practices where you can't actually tackle. The th- mm-hmm. One of the reasons why just constantly doing the peanut punch is not something you can get away with is because you still have to make the play. Like, you still have to tackle. And sometimes yeah. guys get caught trying to punch the ball away, and even if they end up bringing the guy down, they, you can give up, like, five, six, seven yards mm-hmm. just by going after the ball at first instead of bringing them down. So there is a an art and science to it. Uh, so when people say, why don't everybody punch at the ball? Well, that's kind of why, I mean, you got to make sure you're making the tackle as well. Um, you want to create those takeaways. So my point is in a, um, like an inside run where nobody can actually tackle you. Yeah. It's easy to have like five guys just punch at the ball and have it eventually come out. I'm just, I don't know how realistic that actually is. Yeah, and that's why it's important to, you know, have a bunch of defenders around the ball. So one guy goes for it. You have also securing someone securing the tackle. And, you know, you work as a group. But, yeah, if you're all punching at it, the guy's gated five to six yards. Like, oops, we, we still got to take the guy down. Now, I'm not trying to defend Treston Ebner. Still got to hold on the ball. Regardless, you should, you should be, you know, holding on to that thing uh, tight enough that – no punch is going to get it out. And they probably, but that's a, the other good thing about it. Cause you're trying to teach habits and you're trying to teach those mm-hmm. habits both ways. So yes, you're trying to teach your defenders to punch the ball out. You're trying to also, that helps your offensive guys to drill it in their heads. And anytime in practice, they're touching the football. Somebody might knock it out. And, um, and so it teaches good habits right away from day one. And that's good. Adam, someone who didn't fumble the ball, but just, fills out his frame is master Teague, like yes that, from ohio state like you see him and i'm like wow all right like obviously we knew what he did at ohio state it was hard he was hard to tackle seeing him up close and uh, i guess from the elevated position we were at it's like yeah that guy is a big running back 
No, he is at, at and that's how we always looked at Ohio State when I got to see him in person. Um, he's not gonna have quite the same level of speed, uh, being that big, but you know, he's a tough runner. He's somebody that you can kind of you could definitely find a roster spot for in the right role. Um, so he's he's one of the interesting undrafted free agents they sign. I'm seeing Sean Taylor's name pop up here in the comments a little bit. Um I don't know if that's just because Jaquan Bisker brought up Sean Taylor today, but we did. There's one of the things I want to talk about was we talked to uh, Jaquan Brisker today and he just like, he, you can kind of understand that confidence and that presence that he has, that leadership that the bears talked about. You just, he kind of just gives off that vibe, but he did have a quote. He said, I feel like I'm an old school safety. And he said mm-hmm. that the safeties he, he admires are Sean Taylor, Ronnie Lott and Troy Ma- Palomalu. You know, so that's good group. Good group to, you know, <laughs> that's a very good group. But he also mentioned too, at speaking about that confidence, he's like, hey, Justin, like wanting to bet him for his jersey number because oh, of the number yeah. one that he wore at Penn State. He's like, uh, you know, maybe they want to, you know, have a bet there. And they said they had a bunch of good battles, but he's looking forward to competing against him now that they're teammates, obviously offense versus defense. Yeah, I don't think you're taking QB one's number, though. I don't think so. Either. I like the confidence, though. I like the challenge, but uh, I don't think that's happening. Yeah, that's that's Justin's, but Brisker's up for, like you said, up to kind of compete, and that's exactly what you want to see out of, you know, a young rookie coming in here, fighting. Still, Eberflus and Poles have mentioned, like, he's got to earn that starting spot opposite of A. Jackson, but just knowing who he is, how he's wired, I think he'll eventually get that. Okay, I saw Earl Thomas's name up there. Uh, there's another one that I just, we just went through. I'm glad Ed Reed. Yeah. Ed I'm Reed, glad we're yeah. set. You know what? I think we're setting realistic, a realistic bar here. I think that's what we're doing here on this Friday. <laughs> Eric. Berry. Oh yeah. That's just Maybe also that was, the best. Eric Barry might be a more realistic one. I think Barry, I like Barry was definitely smaller though. I feel like he just was off the top of yeah. my head without looking him up. That's the one thing about Brisker. I mean, six, one, 199 pounds like he he's definitely a taller kind of lengthier center but he likes playing in the box like he said that he's like i Mm -hmm. uh i like playing in the box and kind of being one of those um being around the ball yeah that's that's how how i phrase it it. being around the ball closer to the line of scrimmage yeah i see in the comments here adam um where was it i think it was from riley how did kevin shaw look like I, I didn't write too much about some of these wide receivers, but he did have a really nice catch down the right sideline. But Riley, like, he, that's all I have for for Kevin Shaw. He had a really nice catch down the right sideline, and yeah. Okay, I'm glad that's number 81 because that was the one wide receiver I wrote down today was that yeah. catch. It was a nice catch. It was, a, it was, it was. pretty much the only play that was worth writing down on that side of the ball. I felt like. Uh, or at least the only one. Yeah, so five, five, ten, one sixty six. Definitely a smaller guy, but he went up and got that ball out of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, one of Played the with Malik Willis. Pages. Yeah, Kevin Shaw. Yep. You know, uh, Adam. I th- also thought Zach. Like we're talking about guys, and again, first impressions we're seeing of these guys. But Zach Thomas. Yeah, like we were saying, looks like a right guard. Yeah. Also a big dude, and just looks like he, you know, slotted to that position. Yeah, so you now that especially because now he was you know in that spot today, you definitely could see it. But it, to, mm-hmm. to me, that's where he slides in um, right away. And yeah, I think among the offensive linemen, that was 
kind of the one big takeaway. Yeah, um, they obviously like you're looking at some of the other draft picks that they had there. Like if you're looking for Braxton Jones, slotted left tackle, that's where he played mm-hmm. in in college. But yeah, another guy that playing in the same position they did in college. We talked about that a couple times on on this podcast. Like guys transitioning from college to the NFL, that's where he's slotted right now for the Bears. Yeah, and you know what? I love with where this team is. They're gonna have a lot of these young offensive linemen when they get together in a couple weeks at OTAs. Now they're going to be on the, when we, when we were at that mini camp in April and we're like, we're like who the hell is going to fill out the backups? Like who there's no competition here. Now you got like almost a full line of almost like a full mm-hmm. offensive line of rookies with Doug Kramer at center and uh, Jatire Carter out there. And uh, I think Gene Delance, the undrafted free agent is uh-huh. going to factor into a tackle. So all of a sudden you get these guys out there and it's like, okay, now you can run a second, third string. And there's a lot of youth. Doesn't mean that, you know, a whole line of uh, late round picks and undrafted free agents is going to work out. But if one of those dudes does, and I'm definitely going to continue to have my eye on Zach Thomas because he just, he mm-hmm. definitely sort of looks that part. I agree with you. In terms of first impressions, that was a good, that was a good first impression. Yeah, I don't know why, for some reason, as I'm kind of thinking of like, uh, I'm like, I'm, Naturally, I think of like comparisons for some reason. I think it's maybe the look and maybe even the number too. Now that I think about it, like I almost thought like Matt Slauson esque, even though he was sixty eight. Like I don't know why that kind of just went into my head, but uh, yeah, that right guard position. We'll kind of see how it plays out with with a Zach Thomas. Um, but speaking of like old Bears and kind of like what some of these guys talked about in their press conferences, like Devin Hester's name got brought up twice today. In terms of like comparisons, Tristan Ebner, I asked him like, hey, with having those return skills in college, was Devin Hester something you looked up to? He's like, absolutely, you know, just uh, putting on his highlights. But that's also someone that Valus Jones Jr. also talked about, like why Devin Hester and how he's able to, you know, really hone his craft at that position. That's something they looked up to. Well, Devin Hester, I, it's pretty much an upset at this point when a new returner comes in and doesn't mentioned Devin yeah. Hester. like <laughs> the same thing happened with Jakeem Grant and pretty much True. every other returner that's been coming through here lately <laughs> um so I I definitely get it hey good guy to be looking up to and wanting to have that type of impact but I think there's only one Devin Hester there is there honestly is Adam um before we kind of continue this conversation though I have to tell everybody about well points bet if you enjoy CHGO one way to help us to continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, easier than ever, so you can start your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
All right, and if you do get those memberships or you're thinking about getting the memberships, you need to know what comes with it. So if you've been here, you've already seen that we have podcasts and live shows on every team every day. We had some cool shows this week with the Crosstown series going on, like the Cubs and White Sox teams kind of mm-hmm. joined forces for some pre and post game. And that's a big part of this, our post game shows. Like you're going to want to tune in as soon as the game's over. Uh, I can't wait till we have those too. And in some ways, this is like a post game show today, like a post yeah practice show with the with the recap just without all the controversy that usually comes in a bears game um and people being (laughs) mad and angry and all that um but we also have premium written content for members at allchgo.com so all of our coverage from the weekend my bears things a column that goes up uh, every week you can get all of that stuff and some great stuff from nick and will at allchgo.com for our members. And when you sign up, you can get the free T-shirt and join our members-only Discord in the CHGO Lounge, which has been a fun place for fans to kind of convene and talk together during games. I've jumped in that White Sox Discord a couple times and done my own little ranting and raving, as I tend to do about my White Sox. Uh, And uh, in the CHGO Locker, we have... Tons of great merchandise, T-shirts for all of our teams, and uh, there's some really good-looking shirts on there. They're very comfortable. I highly, highly encourage you to, to buy them because not only do they look good, but they feel good as well. So that's everything we have going at CHGO, and if you haven't signed up yet on the membership, you should do that. So thank you for all the support there. All right. Um, Want to get through a couple other things in my notebook before we get out of here and start the weekend. Um couple a couple things that i don't know how much actually adam be- before you get there we have a comment here from nicholas asking about jack sanborn sighting oh. impressions yeah yeah they you know so i don't know how you why don't you go first i feel like you've been uh, uh everyone knows what i'm gonna say so you go ahead <laughs> Yeah, no, um, he was out there starting with initially at that uh, when they did the, what, the seven on sevens and the base defense, Jack Sanborn was there. Um, I, it's too early to tell for me, again, what, what they were kind of doing. Again, there's no tackling. Everyone's kind of punching at the ball, but the Bears did have him slotted there first. And I think they actually had the Purdue linebacker next to him, uh, Jalen Alexander, right? So... They had the Big Ten representing the the middle of that Bears defense. But, yeah, nothing, I guess, stood out to me. But how about you? Well, just what stood out to me was just how comfortable he looked like out there. You know, he was the guy that was immediately kind of quarterbacking the defense and Mm -hmm. the calls were coming in. And he's, you know, he just looked like he knew what he was doing out there, right, with with all the chaos that happens pre-snap. So that's pretty much just what stood out to me. and then same thing about uh, Chris Bergen, the uh, linebacker who's undersized from Northwestern, who's just on a rookie tryout, as I guess we cover all the Big Ten linebackers today. <laughs> um, but Bergen did exactly what I told everyone he would do. He's out there. He's running around like a crazy man. Uh, if anybody fits the hits philosophy, it is that man. I don't know if he's big enough. I don't know if he's fast enough all those types of things to really stick. But um, I know he definitely has the mentality that fits this team. And so in that regard, it would not shock me at all if he is actually given an opportunity beyond this weekend. But, you know, Sanborn's going to be around. Sanborn is somebody who's legitimately one of the UDFAs to keep an eye on, like not Mm -hmm. only now, but through camp, 
can he push for that Sam linebacker job? I think that that's, um, I think that that's actually a, a possibility. So we'll continue to break him down. And it was part of the, the linebackers in this new defense here for the next uh, few months. And once we get into training camp as well, but um, yeah, I think that's kind of the other one was um, Maurice Kennedy, the corner who's okay, actually yeah. been in the league for a long time. Uh, I mean, he's bounced around, but he's, he's been around for a while. He was like, he was out there with like a band around his, legs yeah like i saw that the resistance bands yep. yeah and one of the coaches like get that off there yeah, at, i was wondering at some point when they're about doing drills like, what was he doing um i ah, just getting those quads stretched out um yeah. but yeah he was he, he did have that band on i see a comment here adam from devin will kyler's dancing background help him in some ways in the nfl i actually asked him about that at the nfl scouting combine like how does how does dance or kung fu actually play out in in the nfl on a football field he's like it's really the his ability to kind of move, obviously with his feet, but also just that uh, that contact balance. He was kind of also talking about. It's like that's where dance comes into it. He was also asked today, like, what's your what's your best dance or what's your favorite? You end up going with ballet, but he said it was tough. But just a graceful football player. That, that's how you can look yeah, at it. There you go. No, ballet is tough, and you know if that. Yeah, I don't know how many football players are coming through the uh, NFL draft scouting reports with a background in ballet, but um, as unique as that is, I don't think it was pro- probably viewed as a negative by anybody because I, I feel like it, it definitely helped with your balance, flexibility, and agility, as our commenter mentions there. Um, it, it is not easy to do. So I think that those uh, – now, I don't know how it results in uh, – or helps prevent cramps because obviously that was an issue today, <laughs> but I'm glad that that's all the issue was. Cause when you first see him kind of grabbing it, you're like, Oh no, another top draft pick. Bears. Yeah. The Bears once that happened road before. Yeah. Once that happened, I'm like, I, I know like the practice is happening, but my eyes just kind of went, where's number six. Where's Kyler Gordon kind of leaning over the railing over there to see like, you know what they're doing, but looks like he he's going to be all right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we should also probably talk about Valus Jones Jr. since he, um, we mentioned him a little bit off the top about how he just he he seems you can see just when you see him why he's a strong runner and why it's hard to bring him down because he's definitely filled out um, in that frame. He couple things that he said that I think are worth mentioning. Um, he has not seen Justin Fields in person yet. Obviously, Fields not at rookie minicamp because he's not a rookie. But he said that he's been texting and FaceTiming with Fields since getting drafted last week. So, you know, they're already working on that rapport. Um, good question about why he his career kind of took off at Tennessee after spending four years at USC and never really catching on offensively. And I like this answer. It's just like it was about playing time. Like when mm-hmm. Tennessee, they put me in the offense and I actually got the opportunity to do that. And obviously helped him get drafted by the Bears. Yeah, and also something that he mentioned, like with his speed, he said that it kind of runs in the family. And I don't know if you met, uh, heard him say this, Adam, but he's like, he mentioned his grandmother. Like that was the first person that he kind of mentioned with speed. And I, I should have just asked him a follow-up like, wait, what did your grandmother do? Is she like a track star? Is she just a fast grandma or something? I, I don't know. But uh, he did mention that as a speed, but it took him a while. He didn't. He said it was like his junior year of high school. That's when he started to peak and – um, not only grow, but just get faster as an athlete. 
Yeah. Um, I think I think Fast Grandma is coming to theaters this summer. Is that a movie title? Fast Grandma. Okay. It, it sounds like it should be right. Should be. Yeah. I feel like guys. I feel like every. Hey, what's up? I don't know. I, I'm just. I, I'm just. It's Friday afternoon. It's very empty in the office today. I was gonna uh, say, are you the yeah. only one in there? Uh, Joey's here doing bowls. Okay. Okay. The, the okay. real backbone, the real yeah. backbone of CHGO, you and Joey doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Those are the, those are the real guys. Uh, I feel like every grandma move possible movie has been cornered at this point. Yeah, just about. Yeah, I don't know. Just about. Yeah, fast grandma. That's the next one. Um, Valus Jones was also asked about being a 25 year old rookie. I loved his answer. You know, he's talked about being mature all about business he mentioned that he doesn't party or at least he's not all about partying i liked a lot of the comments i got on twitter that that were like well i was still partying when i was 25 but hey man everyone's different mm-hmm. yeah it's nothing wrong it's like you just gotta balance it out with everything that's going on but he seems to be wired the right way adam to be completely honest just with his, his answers and kind of that maturity that he's been talking about I'm just noticing what you have written behind you. Were you like playing a game to figure out how long I was going to notice that? Adam, that has been up there. And I saw you getting close to the camera. Yeah. Uh, man, when was that? That's been up there for a while. Yeah. So for That's people funny. who can't see that, it says Adam Hogue, work on your shot. But that was something we were talking about. It was a heavy basketball um discussion on one of the podcasts i'm like all right let me go over here probably and... when we were talking about my height that was like a month ago yeah so it's it's been up there for a while but i saw you getting closer and yeah. you're like wait is he there it is right there it's so you gotta be able to see it on my screen like it's not clear it's small because of the way i have this set up in front of me too so yeah and it's also not very lit up but i just I think I've I think I noticed all of a sudden my last name and then I've like looked at it closer. I'm like, okay, work on my shot. Maybe I'll start putting uh like different messages on there. Maybe put it more center so you could see it. Like, what's the new message on the yeah. Friday show? Like, it's, yeah, it's you're like something. The, okay, you're like the Woody Page of CHGO. I got, I get yeah. what you're going yep. for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do need to work on my shot. I don't even know what my shot looks like. It's been so long since I played basketball. The pandemic just killed the career sucks yeah it's been a while for me too so i can also just put it on myself and, Nick, and i still too. see those tweets out there from mason west like i love to play i'm just <laughs> gonna start lowering expectations because it's been so long and i'll probably be cramping up too right away just like kyler gordon yeah um all right well lots uh a lot of good stuff from from rookie minicamp and it's not over we're not gonna have another show till monday but you know we'll still have coverage from house hall throughout the weekend and uh, the coordinators are going to talk. So it'll be interesting to hear from them. And Luke Getze will talk on on Monday. So we'll get his first impressions with working with Justin Fields up close and all those types of things. Um, so a lot more coverage coming from CHGO over the weekend. And I know we're looking forward to it. Also, shout out to all the mothers out there. Mother's mm-hmm. Day on Sunday. Um, you know. Hope I celebrate the mamas out yeah. there and shout out to my dad. B- birthday is tomorrow and don't know what we're doing, but shout out to uh, Papa Moriano. That's interesting to have a birthday Mother's Day weekend. Oh, it's a lot going on. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, um, we're going to get out of here. 
Hopefully everyone enjoys uh, Mother's Day. Enjoy the Kentucky Derby. I, I saw on the score this morning that Ryan Poles put out uh, Tis the Bomb as the winner, which is a long shot. Oh, okay. Now, I'm gonna put I, my think money on that he, I think he did it just for the name because he wanted to say okay, Tis yeah. the Bomb. I'm not trying to say that he actually thinks Tis the Bomb is going to win. All right. So if, we're, if you guys want to talk about the Derby, we just did this on the CHGO Bets show okay. yesterday. Uh, we had Jim Miller, the uh, director of publicity at Hawthorne Racecourse, and he oh, yeah. helped us through a lot of things. And uh, I think we're going with Messier. Oh, he's, he's in the six, six, uh, sixth post or whatever, six pole, whatever. Uh, so he's your, he's the Lawrence and uh, CHO Betts favorite. I like it. So there's I, a real opinion. Yeah. I, am, or, yeah, <laughs> or go with Tis the Bomb because you like the name that. Well, I just, I can't have the Bears GM throw that name out there and it's a cool name and then have the regret if Tis the Bomb actually wins as a long shot. Like you can't, you have to throw a little something on them then. I mean, sure, yeah. Uh, and download the uh, Club Hawthorne app on your phone. Uh, that's there what I got. Go. I'm excited to be gambling tomorrow on horses. Yeah, and check out our bet show, too. Yeah. Streaming every mm-hmm. single day along with all of our team yeah, shows. Monday to Friday, yeah. Okay. Yep. And I hosted. All- I did my first ad read today. It was pretty exciting. Wow. This was huge. I'm going to have to go day. back and check out the podcast, which is another thing people need to do. <laughs> The podcasts mm-hmm. are available. If you don't watch live, we appreciate those of you that do, but all the shows are available as podcasts. You can subscribe wherever you get your pods. Yeah. All right. Well, like anything it. else, guys? Or we, I mean, I don't know. If no, it looks afternoon. like you're closing up shop there and it's Friday. Yeah. Let's call um, it a day. Yeah. I have a charity event I need to get to and mm. uh, supporting seed all up in Lake, Lake County and all this uh, great work that they do with special ed kids and including my own. So, um, Looking forward to the weekend and nice. giving love to all the moms out there. We appreciate you. Let's go, moms. For sure. Um, Let's go, moms. All right. Back Monday, 11 a.m., full rookie mini camp recap from everything that happened Saturday and Sunday. We'll get you what Luke gets. He has to stay and all of that. So follow us on Twitter, subscribe, check out allchgo.com, and most importantly, enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. In a world where one grandma was really fast. Fast grandma. Okay, that's it.